Welcome to the weekend edition of The Daily Writer. Each weekday, we bring you a short lesson that helps you live out the four practices of a great writer. Creativity, consistency, courage, and connection. Here on the weekend edition, we take a deeper dive into those topics through conversations with writers, as well as teaching that helps us apply what we're learning. For more, you can visit us at dailywriterlife.com. So I want to let you know that I was thinking about you the other day. Specifically, I was thinking about you and your writing. And I would bet good money that you fall into one of three categories as a writer. Category one is you have active projects in the works. In other words, you're actively working on books. You've got titles, you've got content, maybe you've got cover designed uh, and all that good stuff. Or category number two, you have an idea of what you want to write, but you haven't yet started. So you're excited about it. You have an idea, but you haven't really started the process of writing or planning your book. Or category number three is that you want to write, but you don't know where to start or even how to get started. So you have the urge, you have the desire, you want to do it, but you're just lost in terms of how to get started with this whole writing process. Well, no matter where you fall on that spectrum, I think that all writers have one thing in common, and it's this. We constantly fight resistance. We need to keep ourselves motivated and inspired on a daily basis, whether we've already written a bunch of books, whether we're actively working on our first book, or even if we want to write, but we haven't yet actually started. So on today's episode, I want to share five ways to get started writing today. So if you're struggling with what or how to write, I think this is going to be immensely valuable to you. If you know what you want to write, but you haven't yet started, this is going to help you get moving. And if you're already writing and you have clear direction, or even if you've already had a lot of success, the fact is that we all still fight resistance, no matter where we are on that spectrum or where we are on that writing journey. So this is going to help add to your creative arsenal. So the five ways to write that we'll discuss on this episode are journaling, social media, blogging, articles, and books. And these are all things that you can start doing today. So let's dive in. I have ranked these from easiest to most challenging. Let's start out with journaling. Now, I know a lot of people will dismiss journaling as a waste of time. Now, why would they do that? Well, the reason is that, by definition, journaling is private and others will probably not be able to see what you write in your journal. And those who dismiss journaling assume that everything you write should be for public consumption. And I think that's actually a mistaken assumption. I don't think that everything you write should be for the public. I think it's important for you to explore and to experiment with your writing. And whenever you reserve some writing time only for yourself, you can do that without the fear of being judged by other people. It also gives you the opportunity to try things without without it needing to be connected to your business or to your audience or feeling like you have to have like some sort of marketing or business purpose for your writing. It's okay. In fact, I think it's a really, really good thing for you sometimes to just sit down and get your feelings out, get your emotions out and just journal. I do that on a pretty consistent basis. I don't journal every single day. Uh, I know some people that do. I do it um, periodically. Sometimes I can go for weeks or even two or three months without writing anything in my journal. Other times, if I'm going through a frustrating period or something where I kind of need to process a lot of feelings about something, um, I may journal two or three times in a single week or over a period of two or three weeks. It just all depends on what's happening in my life at any given time. Well, there are a lot of frameworks and systems for journaling. And one thing that you've probably noticed is that there's lots and lots of journals out there. 
And it's easy to get overwhelmed by the sea of options when it comes to, should I use this system, you know, or should, should I use that framework or system? But I want you just to listen to me on this. If you don't have a regular journaling habit, but you want to get started, I recommend using this very simple approach. And it's this, write one page a day for five straight days. And whenever you sit down to write, don't stop writing, don't analyze and don't overthink it. Just write whatever comes to mind. And this whole exercise should only take about five or 10 minutes per day maximum. And when you get into the flow and let your creative mind take over without judging or censoring your thoughts, you will be amazed at what comes out. You know, we spend so much time thinking about other people's perceptions of our writing that it's hard to get out of that habit of censoring yourself. So that's why I think journaling is really valuable. It's a very simple way to get started writing without fear of what other people will think. So give this a try and I think you'll immediately see the value of it if you've never journaled before. Number two is writing on social media. Now, just like with journaling, a lot of people will probably dismiss social media as something that's not worthy of your time as a writer. And I completely disagree with that. Social media is not only a great place to connect and to network with other writers, it's also a low stakes environment to work on your writing skills. For example, you can tell a story about something that happened to you today. You can give somebody a shout out or you can acknowledge another writer. You can share a quote that, that you liked. You can ask an insightful question. You can comment on other people's posts. You can share what books you're reading. You can share something you're learning right now. Honestly, the possibilities for sharing and writing on social media are endless. And there are so many ways to add value to others by writing in the short form that social media requires. I've said this many times before on this podcast, and I'm going to continue to say it because I believe it really, really strongly. And that is people's greatest emotional need is to be affirmed and validated. And if you make a list of all the things that make a big difference in your writing career, your writing talent, I'm sorry to say, is not item number one. A far more important item on that list of what actually makes a difference in your writing career is the way that you make people feel. If you can make people feel good, if you can validate and affirm and encourage them through social media, through your relationships and a whole bunch of other ways, you will go a really long way. Now, I know the hardcore like writers, you know, the ones who are like, I got to sit down and, and I got to, I got to totally focus on my writing skills. Like I've got to be the next Shakespeare or Hemingway or John Steinbeck or whatever. And the people who focus on the writing skills to the detriment of, you know, their, I guess you would, I would call it their emotional intelligence and their networking and relationship skills. I think they're going to have a much harder time succeeding in their writing career. If you lack that emotional intelligence. Um, if you lack that ability to be warm and engaging and to have good relationships with people. Now, there are some writers who are, you know, they might be a big recluse or they may be very socially awkward or or whatever. Um, I mean, there's a lot of very successful authors who are just kind of like strange people, if you know what I mean. Um, but I think if you can combine talent and skill with being uh, being a socially engaging person or being warm and friendly and making people feel good about themselves and just being somebody who other people like to be around, I think you will go much, much further than if you just work on your writing skills, but like you're not a person that people enjoy being around. So that sounds kind of harsh, but you know, I've said before on this podcast, I will always tell you the truth and I will say it in love and I will say it with your best interest at heart. Uh, but I will, I will tell you the truth about things. And that's just what I see as the truth. 
Okay, let's go on to item number three, which is blogging. We've talked about journaling, social media, and now let's move on to blogging. Now, I know, I know, I know there have been rumors for a long time that blogging is dead and that it's been replaced with podcasting, social media, video, and things like that. And while there's certainly more options today that compete for people's attention, blogging is not dead at all. A blog is actually a really great way to get your ideas out into the world and share them with other people. It's also a super great place to develop your writing chops or to work out your ideas about different topics or to present your viewpoint to the world. I highly, highly encourage you to have a blog. Now, again, since I'm just being really honest in this episode, and I guess telling the truth, let me tell you the truth about something else. I think it is hard for anybody to take you seriously as a writer if you don't have a blog of some kind, some kind of outlet where you're regularly writing. It doesn't necessarily have to just be on your own website. You can blog other places. But if you're not regularly writing somewhere, it's honestly hard for me to take you seriously as a writer. Because all kinds of people say, well, I'm a writer, I'm a writer, I'm a writer. And I think that's great. You need to embrace your identity as a writer. But if you're not actually writing something, then I I have a hard time kind of embracing you as a writer. That's why this podcast is called The Daily Writer, because I want you to write. And that's what this episode is all about, is just getting out there and taking action and doing it and not overanalyzing everything to death and nitpicking everything to death and, you know, taking... 45 minutes to write a hundred word social media post and, you know, all the things that sometimes we anal retentive uh, perfectionist writers tend to do. So if you take nothing else away from, from this episode or from this podcast as a whole, it is take action, uh, take imperfect action because that is way, way better than, than never taking perfect action. I don't even know if that actually made any sense, but I'm going to keep it in there because I think that it makes sense to me. So hopefully it makes sense to you. I would much rather you do something at a 90% level and actually do it and follow through than have something that you want to do at a 100% level, but you never actually do it because you may have this perfect writing inside your head and your heart, but if nobody ever reads it, then it really doesn't do any good, does it? So back to blogging after that little side road. Sorry about that. As you can tell, I get passionate about people just taking action because there's a lot of people listening to this who really need to hear that. There's a lot of people who need to hear, you just need to do it and not get hung up on being a perfectionist. So back to blogging, you can share your blog posts all kinds of different places. So like when you write for your blog, it doesn't mean it just stays there. You can share those blog posts on social media and podcasts and email newsletters and even use them as book chapters or parts of book chapters. I think blog posts are a fantastic building block for other types of content. For example, this content you're listening to right now, this episode, is going to double as both a podcast episode and a blog post. And I look at blog posts like five to 700 word blog posts. That to me is kind of like those Lego bricks that have, I don't even, I'm sure there's a name for them, but they're kind of the basic Lego bricks that have the six dots on top or like those six, um, they're probably not called dots. They're like the raised bumps or whatever the world you call them. But those are are very helpful because those are kind of like the foundational Lego bricks. You can make a lot of stuff with those. And anytime that you have a Lego set, those are usually one of the most important and most numerous pieces because they're not too big and they're not too small. So a blog post is great because you can break it down into smaller chunks or you can put a bunch of blog posts together and make something larger like a book chapter or, or whatever else. So also one thing to remember with blog posts is that the more you post online, 
the more material that you're giving Google to index on your behalf. Every blog post that you write is like a little soldier that goes out there and is recruiting people to come back to your website. They're recruiting people to, um, to be persuaded to your perspective and your point of view on life and whatever other things that you're writing about. So don't ever like dismiss a single blog post as unimportant. Once you get enough of those out there in the world, they, they really are like little soldiers who are out there working on your behalf. So if you do not already have a blog, I would recommend starting one through either wordpress.com or Squarespace. They don't take very long to set up. And honestly, doing a blog could potentially change your life. That's how I got into writing long, long ago, back in, gosh, probably 2006 or something like that. I've had several websites and several blogs during that time, but that's how I got started, just writing blog posts. I think that's where a lot of writers get started. And it's a very, very great way to dip your toe into the waters of writing. All right, let's go on to number four, which is articles. Articles are another great way to get your name out there and to build your audience. You can write for magazines, journals, newsletters, newspapers, or even other blogs and websites. And as with everything else that I've mentioned here, the possibilities are endless. Now, when it comes to articles, the big question everybody wrestles with is this. How do I get started doing this? And whenever you look at the number of publications out there, even just online publications on the internet, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed by all the options. So let me present to you two very simple and very good options for writing articles on places other than your own blog or website. The first one is writing articles or blog posts for other bloggers. And this is a super easy win. So if you know somebody who writes about the same topics that you do, ask if they would be willing to do an article swap. I remember a few years ago when a few other bloggers and myself did a series on leadership in the movies. And we all did guest appearances on each other's blogs. And it was really, really fun. Like I would write on somebody else's blog and then we would say, hey, this series is going to be continued on so-and-so's website or their blog next week. And it was really, really fun. So I would encourage you to, uh, to do that kind of a thing. It's a cool double win because you're developing your relationship with that other blogger, but you're also getting more content out there that's working on your behalf. So it's a really cool win. The second place is by submitting an article to a site where you can get accepted fairly easily. And I recommend the Good Men Project. The Good Men Project is a large media site with several million visitors per month. I actually used to be a lead editor there as well as a writer. I, I don't know how many articles I had there, dozens and dozens over a period of two or three years, I think. And the Goodman Project is always looking for good new writers. Plus, it's a great way to hone your writing skills and build your audience. For example, one time at the Goodman Project, I wrote an article on the singer, Tony Bennett. And Tony Bennett has, he's been around for decades. He's a world famous singer who does uh, jazz and some related styles of music. He's been making music a really long time and he's now in his 90s. And he's been a big deal for, for decades, literally. And so I wrote this article on Tony Bennett on some things that I had learned from him about creativity, just through, not personal, I don't know him personally, but things that I had learned through his writing and music and so forth about creativity. And because it was on the Goodman Project, his manager, Tony Bennett's manager, saw my article because she had a, um, a notification set up on Google that whenever he was mentioned online somewhere, she would know about it. And she saw my article and then sent me an email and said, hey, Tony Bennett read your article and really loved it. And I thought that was really, really cool. So the lesson here is that you never know what might happen 
whenever you put your writing out there. And if you can, don't just write on your own site, write on other sites too, especially sites like the Goodman Project that have millions of visitors per month. It's a pretty cool deal. Okay, let's go on to number five. The fifth way to get started writing today is books. Now, I know that when I mention the word books, you're probably thinking, that's not something I can get started on today. That's way too big of a project. And I'm going to say to the contrary, of course you can get started writing a book today. All that you need to do is sit down and start working on a couple of things. First of all, determine the main idea of the book. And second of all, determine who is the book for. Uh, For example, who's your ideal reader? Who is going to be interested in reading this book? And then third, start working on an outline. If you're doing a nonfiction book, I recommend going with about 35,000 to 40,000 words divided into 12 to 15 chapters. That is a great length for a nonfiction book. It's around 140 pages or something like that. If you have 12 to 15 chapters divided typically into three or four sections in the book, then or three or four parts, then that makes a really great nonfiction book that's not too long, but it's long enough that it's definitely a full-sized book. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to be writing the whole book in a day. It just means that you're working on the outline, which will help you get excited and will help you want to move forward. And the sheer act of thinking through what the book will be about, what's the main idea, who's the ideal reader, what's the outline, the sheer act of sitting down and thinking about those things and writing them down will be a huge push forward for you, I promise. And honestly, you can get the book written faster than you think. Even if you only write 200 words a day, which is the average length of a, of a page in a book, sometimes 250, depending on how it's printed, let's say 200 for argument's sake. Even if you only write 200 words a day, you can write a book of 120 pages in four months, which means you can write three of those books a year if you just write one single page per day of 200 words. Then you can put that book on Amazon and you can make it available to the world. Let me give an example of what 200 words is. If you listen to my daily podcast episodes, those, uh, when I narrate those, those are about a minute and a half, sometimes two minutes long. The word count on those is usually around 200 to 300 words. They tend to be like in the 250 or 200 word range or something like that. So if you listen to my daily podcast episodes and you take off the intro and the outro, and you only write that amount of content every day, you can literally write a full-size book in just four months. And it really is that simple. Literally, I can I can have an idea for a podcast episode for, for one of those weekday ones, and I can literally dictate it. I can, I can do a rough draft of it by dictation in like three minutes, sometimes less if I talk fast. It doesn't take very long to write 200 words. In fact, if you dictate a draft of it, you can do it in just a few minutes. So... Writing a book is actually way easier than most people believe it is when you just sit down and you do the math of how much you can write per day and and you just get started. We think of it as this massive, overwhelming project. And I suppose it is. It's a big project, no doubt. But if you just sit down and you, you know, if you go by the old thing of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, that's how you can can write three full-size books a year if you just write 200 pages or 200 pages, (laughs) not 200 pages, if you just write 200 words or one single page per day. All right, so those are five ways you can get started writing today. We talked about journaling, social media, blogging, articles, and books. 
you know, many times we make excuses that we don't have time or we don't know where to start. And what I've done here on this episode is I've taken away those excuses by giving you clear direction on how you can get started today. So I want to encourage you to choose one of these things and do it before you go to bed. Get started on it. Do some journaling. Think about a main idea for a book. Think about what article you might pitch to the Goodman Project or to another blogger friend. Um, If you don't have a blog, think about taking 10 minutes and looking at Squarespace and WordPress. Um, Take five minutes and just put a post on social media talking about what you're learning or a book that you're reading. All these are so, so simple, but yet we don't do them because we build them up as these big, humongous things in our mind, but they're really not. They're really quite simple when you just get down to it. So take action, get it done, and let me know how it goes. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that one of the four practices of a great writer is creativity. And in order to stay creative, you've got to have great input. And that's where writing prompts come in. A writing prompt is a sentence or two that helps you break through creative blocks, brainstorm new ideas, and get back into a state of flow. Writing prompts are an awesome creative tool for journaling, storytelling, creative writing, stress relief, social media posts, and so much more. But the great news is that you don't have to create these yourself. We've put together an amazing package of 365 daily writing prompts. So every day for the next year, you can have a shot of inspiration delivered straight to your inbox. You can check it out at dailywriterlife.com slash writing prompts. Thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.